Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new Power Half Hour on the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. My name is Greg Mahachko and the co-host on the West Coast, Mr. Chad Smart. Chad, how are you, sir? I'm doing good, Greg. We're recording a little later tonight, so I hope you don't fall asleep on us. This isn't an episode of Nerds United or even more uh, example-ish, uh, hanging out with Mike after an episode of Nerds United and falling asleep on my couch watching Ready Player One. That's not going to happen. I'm not going to fall asleep. We're good to go. I just had two chocolate chip cookies. Oh, well, there you go. There's all the sugar and energy that you need. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm going to power through like a champ. All right. Well, I'm trying to think of uh, tangents that we can start this show off on because I think that's our, our calling card is the first five minutes have to be about something completely random, nothing to do with the actual topic that the headline of the show states that it is. I'm trying to think about what's been going on in my life and nothing exciting because nobody can do anything. I, I had a thought that I was going to bring up right before uh, you Skyped me, but now it's completely lost. And uh, yeah, I, I got nothing. Let's see. Um, I started watching The Killing Joke on, uh, on HBO, the Batman animated movie. Okay, I've seen that. Okay, yeah, I didn't really pay that much attention, so I don't know what was going on. It's a lot so, like the book, really ex- except the book is better. Okay. As most are. Mm hmm. Let's see. Um, I feel like. Oh, speaking of watching things, uh, we'll we're excited over at Nerds United because here in a couple of weeks we're going to have you on, and we're going to talk all about Community, the okay. uh, uh, six seasons. And I don't think there's been a movie, but I'm, I'm officially to the end of the fourth season. I think I have one mm. episode left. Uh, and but I've never seen the show before. Mike really pushed hard for it, so uh, you had uh, been wa- watching it. And Mike's been rewatching it, so well, we're just going to get together and have a community chat uh, here. And there. You, you had never seen it at all. I'd never seen it. it okay, it, it was one. It was on my radar, but at the time, I just never took the time to watch it. So uh, I'm kind of an, I'm not kind of I'm very much enjoying just the ability to watch you know knock out. Two episodes in evening, some give or take, uh, you know, at least one typically, uh, and, and you're just able to uh, able to watch the show kind of quickly and, and breeze on through it. I'm, it's it's a fun show. It's a good show. Yeah, I'll give you a, a little bit of a heads up. Season six, that one's a little rough. Aww, and we'll we'll discuss more when when I come on Nerd United. But I will say that I have started watching you you. Said you're into season four, so this is not a spoiler. Uh, but I've started watching Cougar Town just because of Abed. I didn't know he was in. Oh, oh, just because he talks about it. I got you. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, very much. Um, and by the way, so this is a spoiler for the conversation that we'll have on Nerds United in a couple of weeks. Abed is probably my favorite character on the show. It's probably not well, a surprise, you- but it is a spoiler. <laughs> Yeah, if you follow me on Twitter, I was tweeting out random comments while I watched, and uh, upon my re- my rewatch, I, I discovered a new found appreciation for some of the characters, and uh, I'll save that spoiler for the actual discussion. Well, fantastic. Now, speaking of this week's discussion here on Greg mm-hmm. and Chad's Power Half Hour, uh, we struggled to, and, and I shouldn't say struggled to, I struggled to 
in a timely manner present you with an option of a movie to watch. And when I didn't, and when I, you know, my not I don't say my wife doesn't care, but when I said, "Honey, I, I, give me a movie that I wouldn't normally watch," and she's like, "I don't know." So that that's a, that that's a very broad stroke. Uh, so you selected a movie on Hulu. However, it was a Hulu subscription service through Cinemax, which I did not have. And then you suggested another movie on Hulu, which was uh, a Sam Elliott picture. The Man Who Killed Hitler, and then The Bigfoot, or something like that. And you started... Yeah, I had, ri- Go yes, ahead. I had originally suggested The Hero Correct. with Sam Elliott. did not realize that it was a Cinemax um, subscri- subscription needed. So then figured if we couldn't watch that, you know, Sam Elliott is probably the coolest person on the face of the earth. Um, if you have differing opinion, I don't care. My opinion on this is correct because Sam Elliott has the coolest mustache just two notches above Wilfred Brimley. So I moved on to the man who killed Hitler and then the Bigfoot. Sadly, I, I'd not say that that's a bad film, but watching it, it's a very slow film. Hmm. And I wanted something a little bit more upbeat. So, so I, I texted you and said, Hey, you know, let's call an audible, pick out another movie. And you came up with Mr. Wright. And not the that's not the Bill Campbell. Is it Bill Campbell? Yes. The president from Independence Day. Yes. Bill no, Pullman. No, Bill Sorry, Pullman. Bill no, Pullman. Yeah. I, like, who's, who's Bill? I, don't, I don't know who Bill Campbell is. <laughs> I'm sure he's out there making money somewhere. But Bill Pullman movie just – or is that – yeah, that's Mr. Wright, W-R-I-T-E, I think. I don't know. I'm making stuff up. It's late. Uh, but, yes, Mr. Wright – and uh, how did you come upon this film? I did about as much. Oh, by the way, before we uh, go too much further, let's let's play the trailer, uh, the audio mm. version of the trailer uh, for our audio listeners. Hi, hey, it's supposed to be in Milwaukee killing your husband. So why are you here? Murder's wrong, Sharon. But you're a hitman. Nobody's perfect. Was I cheating on you? Maybe. I don't know how this keeps happening. Do I just suck? No! Am I just like, oh, oh. suck ball, McGee? You're just a work in progress, babe. Oh. How'd you do that? It's a lot of condoms. Wow, you look great. Excuse me, waiter. Can I? I'm on a date, and I like this girl. Can't we do this tomorrow? Hey, did you have to finish a book on tape? No, sorry. I had to kill somebody in the parking lot. Yeah, into it. Why would anybody kill our guy in public like that? Go, blow his face off. He seems like a sexy rain man or something. Thank you. You are FBI, and you have been assigned a new target. He's formerly one of the world's most notorious professional killers. He quit? No, he developed a moral code. He said he killed a guy in the parking lot. I thought he was joking. People still try to hire him, but now he kills him. He kills the people who hire him. Yeah. Is this guy dead? Just unconscious. This whole reverse hitman thing is like... It's weird, I know. You're like the greatest. And then you kill people, and... 
This guy is a supersonic psycho killer, right? Just shoot him in the face. Seen crackheads in Brooklyn with better guns. You better get out of here. Is it bad? You look handsome. Thanks. Go! Yeah, I think I'm in love with them. Is that stupid? Yes. Hard yes. I just realized I don't know his name. Who, Mr. Wright? Yeah, Mr. Wright. All right, yeah, so I was I was going I was on Netflix and by the way, we're dropping this Thursday morning. We're recording it late Wednesday, and we called the Audible Tuesday. Uh so very short window here to get everything um in place. But um by the way, the movie you were thinking of was Mr. Wrong. With mm. Bill Pullman and Ellen DeGeneres. Anyway, uh, yeah. that is which a, makes a whole lot more sense now that we know what more we know. about Ellen, right? Uh, but uh, I was, you know, my my four year old is thinking it's his turn to pick something to watch, and we ended up watching something for him. But I'm scrolling through the uh, categories on Netflix, and just I like I go to Twilight Comics, Swansea, Illinois. And I'm I'm just looking for something cover art that's going to catch my attention and that I haven't seen before. Uh, obviously, the blockbuster movies I've you know seen all or most of them. Certainly, all the ones that are of a uh, of interest to me. But I came across this one under the comedies section. Uh, it's a 2015 film. Stars Sam Rockwell, Anna Kendrick, Tim Roth, among others. It's a fairly uh, small cast. It is uh, classified as a romantic action comedy directed by Paco Cabezas. I hope I pronounced that right. But I found this uh, little interesting tidbit written by, do you know? Do you know who wrote it? Well, I do now. When I actually did some research this afternoon for the show, uh, it was written by Max Landis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much you know about Max Landis. I don't think we should talk that much about Max Landis. Okay. I feel like he had um, something of a brief career or, or bright spots in a career. I, I mean, okay. Well, he did the movie Chronicle, which I've heard is really good. Right. And he also wrote American Ultra, uh, Victor Frankenstein. He did Bright, and I think Bright is uh, bright. unheralded on Netflix. I, I it was it was better than a lot of people, you know, said mm-hmm. so. Yeah, I'm just going to say um, the whole Me Too movement kind of stalled Max Landis. Uh, Although, okay. I will also say Max Landis apparently stalled Max Landis as well. Gotcha. Yeah. When you, So, okay. Yeah. So, uh, there we have it. And, and he's the son of John Landis. Just throwing that out there. Had, has, uh, well, yeah, we'll just, that's all. We'll, we'll just mm-hmm. leave it at that. Um if you want more, go to Max Linus's Wikipedia page. But yeah. yeah, the uh um yeah, moving on. Uh so it stars, you know, some some bigger names, especially in for two thousand fifteen. Uh Anna Kendrick's, you know, her star I think c- continues to rise. She has not hit her peak yet, and that's saying a lot because she's done a lot of tremendous work. Um and I I had never seen the perfect pitch movies until a couple of years ago. And pitch it's kind perfect. Of, what did I say? 
Perfect pitch. That's probably a baseball movie. Pitch Perfect, I think, is the one about the, the singing groups. I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought maybe you were doing a Broken Matt Hardy thing. Perfect's the pitch. Uh, no, that would have okay. been clever. Um, but uh, I had never seen the Pitch Perfect movies until a couple of years ago, uh, mm-hmm. and, and I found them to be enjoyable. Well, you know, the earlier ones, I guess the later yeah, ones. I hope you didn't see the third one. I don't remember. I think it, oh, it, it's, it's singing competitions. Um, so I kind of just, you know, it, it's on in the background while I'm doing other stuff, but it's like, oh, okay, whatever. Um, but I know I had to play that song from that first movie on the radio when I was in the radio game. And I just, I was like, this is kind of the worst song ever. Um, but I didn't hold that against her. You know, she's been in other movies, other projects, um, Oh, Trolls uh, is obviously very popular with, especially with the the sequel uh, available now to you in your own very own home theater cinema. Blah blah blah. But anyway, also stars Sam Rockwell, who I think is pretty phenomenal in about everything he does. And Tim Roth is Tim Roth, and it's about the kind of Tim Roth performance you'd expect. Um, do we want to give just a quick plot overview, or do we want people to glean what they can from the trailer that we played? Yeah, we can give a plot. I was just going to uh, bring up Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, just because talking about Sam Rockwell, it's one of his early roles. Yes. I think it gets overlooked quite a bit, and uh, Sam Rockwell is just a, a phenomenal talent. I, I just watched a documentary on Amazon about Galaxy Quest, and they talked about how that was kind of like a breakout moment for Sam Rockwell. And he was and, in um, Hitchhiker's Guide? Yes. My first in, my, my introduction to Sam Rockwell was in the movie adaptation of the Stephen King novel, The Green Mile. Yes, uh, which he, he talks about in the Galaxy Quest movie that he did Galaxy Quest just because he knew it would come out around the same time as The Green Mile, and it's two completely different performances. And you need that Galaxy Quest type of role because his character in – it's funny because I was listening to the ESPN Sports Talk station here in, in St. Louis area, uh, and la- you know because there are no sports, they're talking about it, about everything else, and they were talking about, you know, I think the topic was name one actor or actress who's you know you hate, no matter what the role it, they take because of one role that you saw them in, and one of the hosts said Sam Rockwell because of the Green Mile. He's like I I I just hate him and everything now. <laughs> mm. um, uh, but that's the kind of performance that, that he had there in the, and in this particular movie, as we set the, a little bit of the stage, uh, Sam Rockwell's character—you don't even find out his real name until midway through the movie or so—but uh, he's an assassin, uh, or you know, a hired gun um, hitman, I guess is is the word. And Anna Kendrick is, you know, pretty sweet, innocent. Young and a Kendrick. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a kind of, in a, up until the third act, it's kind of a prototypical Anna Kendrick, little goofy, little charming role. Um, he, you know, they, they bump into each other. He, he kind of charming and he says, let me take you out. And she agrees. And, you know, they go out and he says, oh, he sees, you know, that someone from his past who's at the bar and, brandishes a gun but on the sly he's like i gotta step outside for a minute um and he goes outside kills the guy comes back in joking he's like come on man i'm on a date can't we do this tomorrow 
I I really like this girl. Um, you know, it comes it kills a guy. He's like, oh, yeah, I just killed a guy in the parking lot. And she thought he was joking because why wouldn't you, you know? Um, he's being hunted, essentially, or or tracked down by someone he used to work with um, in, in the government. He's also being hunted down by some survivors of a crime family he took down in New Jersey. His whole thing is like, look, I, I don't want to be a gun for hire anymore. I don't want to be a hitman. And if you send some, if you're going to try to hire me to kill somebody, I'm just going to kill you because killing is wrong. I think they even say that exact line in there. He's like, I'm not going to do your bidding. I'm just going to kill you because obviously you're probably a bad person for wanting this other person dead. So far, so good. Yeah, that's pretty much it. <clears throat> and then it all leads up to the third act. But uh, uh, there's one scene where she doesn't know he's a killer. It's it's before that. Um, Is it the bridge scene? No, no. It's the waves and the knife throwing scene mm. where he's talking. He He's like, you can feel the energy and it just kind of flows through. You got to flow with it. And uh, he starts, you know, playing with steak knives, and and uh, and she's kind of getting freaked out, and and uh, he tosses one up in the air, and it he it falls, and he kind of catches it waist high, and she freaks out. By the way, this is rated R. If you ever wanted to hear Anna Kendrick drop the f bomb, you're going to hear it in this movie about a million times. Um, and she says, "What what the hell are you doing?" He said, "I thought you were going to catch it. Why would you think I was going to catch the knife?" He's like, "Cause you can." She's like, "I can't catch it." And then he throws the knife towards her, and she catches it, and she kind of finds that it's a little exciting, shall we say? And then they they do the nasty eventually, but they're they're throwing knives at each other, Chad. Knives. What you and your wife have never done that? No. Huh. No, that's okay. not, I mean, is that something where should I wake her up and say, honey, let's throw some knives at each other? I'm pretty well, sure I she'd mean, kill me. I mean, I don't want to say anything, but uh, I'm missing out you on might a lot of fun, start looking but. up marriage therapists. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. All right. Fine. Sorry, oh. you had to find out this way. Now, let me ask you, because. When you mentioned the, the movie to me, my first thought was, okay, it's a movie called Mr. Right. That's a pretty generic title. Mm-hmm. And it tells you nothing about the movie um, that, we, that we watched. The plot itself, did it remind you of Gross Point Blank? Um, parts. It also... And I, I might be off on this. Correct me um, if I am. I'm, I'm trying to uh, pull up a quick synopsis just so I can see. But John Cusack's a hitman, goes back for his high school reunion, gets hired to do a job while he's back there. Dan Aykroyd is another hitman that's also there and trying to take John Cusack out. And then, um, No, okay, that, that's that's a better comparison than the one that I was going to pull. So I'm not I'm not gonna make mine. I'm not gonna make my pull. We're just gonna <laughs> go with yours. Um yeah. Yeah. So so I will say this I, I found the movie to be very generic in that regard. 
thankfully, I was expecting a twist at the end that didn't come. And, and I was very thankful for that because it would have been um, – they did. They could have just called the movie Curse Point Blank 2. However, uh, you know, I, I, overall, I found this movie – the chemistry between Sam Rockwell, who, again, as we've said, amazing, and Anna Kendrick, who is a really talented actress. Um, the first half hour of the movie is really good with their interaction. Mm-hmm. Then when it turns more into the hitman drama, that's where the movie lost me. I'll tell you, you know, of, of another movie uh, that it reminds me of, and, and I, probably with bigger players, and uh, a couple of about five years before this one came out. Do you remember a movie called Killers? With Ad- yeah, I Ad- know that there's a movie that exists with that name. Ashton Kutcher and Katherine Heigl. Um, in that, and this is according to IMDb. I'll just read this synopsis: a Vacationing woman meets her ideal man, leading to a swift marriage. Back at home, however, their idyllic life is upset when they discover their neighbors could be assassins who have been contracted to kill the couple. And I believe in that movie, he's actually. Um, like a um, secret agent or something like that. And she has no idea. Um, but anyway, so that, that that's a little bit more progressed in the relationship. Um, I think w- with Mr. Wright, their, their tagline, if you will, uh, was uh, a girl falls for the perfect guy who happens to have a very fatal flaw. Something like that. Um, among the, the, but yeah, you're right. Up until let's let's do a spoiler. Uh, at the end of the movie, as I mentioned, you know she gets kind of uh, dare I say turned on by the knife throwing things, and uh, and and she's like, "I want you, I want you bad." Um, that's not an Andrew Kendrick impersonation. That's just quoting her lines. Um, but she, you know, when when she is taken hostage, I mean, first of all, she after she finds out that he's a killer. She kind of wants nothing to do with him, and then he comes back and says, "Look, I I only killed the bad guys, you know." And then she's kind of back on board, and, and well, yeah, because uh, he's a good guy now. Of course, no. I mean he's, he's still a murderer, but it's only the bad guys that he's killing, right? Uh, but you know, she's on board and almost kind of takes pleasure in it, and I don't mean that in a weird way, but you know, she's um, thumbs up, Chad. Uh, <laughs> She is, uh, you know, kind of getting it. She's taken hostage at some point, and, you know, a couple of the, uh, her uh, captors are, are kind of beating on her a little bit, and she's like, I'm not even going to, I'm not going to make him do it. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill you myself, you know. I'm going to get you back. And she does, and she takes a lot of pleasure. I'm like, oh, great. We have, you know, created a monster, which is kind of funny because mm-hmm. in the movie, he calls her monster. Um, the movie. This is not a movie that I had heard of until I found it on Netflix. Uh, but according to IMDb, it had an estimated budget of $8 million, uh, opened uh, to probably a handful of screens on April 10th, 2016. Uh, opening weekend was $25,369 with a gross U.S. Uh, box office of $34,694 and did just over $600,000 cumulative worldwide gross box office. Um, those aren't great numbers. Um, if, if they made that movie now, would, would it be better because Anna Kendrick's star is a little higher? Her profile is a little higher. Do you think? Well, you could also say that Sam Rockwell's higher since he won 
the Oscar for three billboards. Um, there you go. Outside Ebbing, Missouri, a couple of years ago. See, now you would have I, to know that information, which I didn't. Yeah, I, I don't think so because again, I think this movie is very tonally challenged. By that I mean it doesn't know if it's a comedy or a action film, and I think that would, I think the violence would turn if, if you went as a date to see this movie, you're like, oh, this cool Sam Rockwell and a Kendrick romantic comedy. Right. And then it gets very violent and, and everything in the second half. I, I think that would turn a lot of people off. I, I, as we say on the Out of Touchstone podcast, most movies are about one or two rewrites away from a good film, unless the studio has been involved and then there are about five rewrites beyond a good film. But I, I, I think this movie needs to figure out what it wanted to be. And I'll go back to Gross Point Blank, which I think – straddle the line between comedy and action much better than this movie. I, I just think this movie falls apart in the third act. The uh, It's funny, you, you keep bringing up gross point blank. You're not the first to make that uh, um, correlation. Richard Roper of the Chicago Sun-Times Sun described the film as hard R violent comedy in the tradition of gross point blank. He praised the lead performances and the strong supporting performances and uh, Kendrick's performance was praised by Alan Sherstyle of The Village Voice, saying it was a role that Anna Kendrick kills with such flamboyant style it makes all the movie's shootings look even more rote. Um, mm. There were some negatives, as there always are. Mm. Here, Here's the funny thing. This is 2005. It was nominated. Nominated. 2005 or 2015? Yeah, the latter. 2015. Okay. I'm bad at numbers. Uh, it was nominated at the Teen Choice Awards. <laughs> for comedy, uh, best comedy and best uh, actress in a comedy for obviously uh, Anna mm -hmm. Kendrick did not win. I'm not looking up to see who won those won. years. Um, Probably Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, in 2015 when her star was so high. Um, oh, it's a, it's a running joke on Out of Touchstone. Gotcha. Uh, so that's what I get. I'm a few episodes behind. Um, but at, at the end of the day, I, I could have done with a little less – Language, um, mm -hmm. I, I could have done with a little less, you know, blood splatter on Anna Kendrick, but I didn't hate the movie. And I think that's what it's all about. It's about finding, that's what I, I'm enjoying about this is finding some movies that, I, I mean, look, there was Josh and Sam, which was an atrocious <laughs> dumpster fire, but but I haven't really oh, found, so good. Oh, shut up, <laughs> I haven't, we haven't really run across a movie yet that I, I just am like, no, I, I can't. I I don't want ever want want to watch that again. I'm I'm excited to possibly watch this with my wife uh, if we ever have some time together to watch an R-rated movie. Yeah, I mean, so far we've been again we've had you know, Ken Show at the Bedfellow and when Jeff tried to save the world, which aren't bad films. They're just they're what I call professional student films, where they are what they are, and they're more of a uh, excuse me. They're more of a passion project for the people involved trying to just establish themselves. And, you know, this movie, the director, I don't think has directed anything else of note, uh, not to, uh, you know, downplay Paco, Pablo. Oh man, I sound racist. Yes, but, Paco. Okay. Um, but yeah, but, but again, the leads are really good. And, the chemistry between the two make up for the shortcomings of the film somewhat, but that third act 
just turn the movie off with about 20 minutes. And you can uh, go watch something else. You can go watch Ellen DeGeneres and Mr. Wrong. It's going from Mr. Right to Mr. Wrong. Uh, I don't know if I'd go quite that far, quite that fast, sir. Um, but would you would you ever uh, recommend Mr. Right to, uh, mm, to your friends? Probably not. I would say go watch Gross Point Blank. It's a much better film. Well, fine. I mean, if you want to. If you want to get picky about it, I guess. Um, all right. Well, I guess that's it. Oh, by the way, uh, I don't know if, if you got this, but I got cussed out uh, for last week's episode <laughs> as we do a quick little follow-up uh, as we're running out of time here. My uh, co-host of the year all over on Nerds United, uh, Mike Luther, sent me a message, and he said, like, I couldn't, I couldn't figure out why you were doing all this extending clickbaity type of exposition and then the episode ended and i'm like that son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> so uh sorry mike that uh and, and all of our listeners for it, it's, it's a test it was a test to see how many people are listening and sadly one no we got more we, we're into double digits for sure mm-hmm. they just not everybody is as keen as aware to uh um notice things or 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 be uh, critical as Mike, the co-host of the year. So, uh, Chad, this has been fun, but buddy, we're out of time. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. Jittery Monkey.